You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Shameless plug, shameless plug. The level's good? Yep. All right. <laughs> Yo, what up? This is Pause One in the artist studio right here at Chop Shop Studios. Rancho Chuckamonga with my man Suplex. Gonna play some joints. You got questions or what are we doing here? <laughs> well, well, see, just... I don't know if you remember, Pause, <laughs> but we're here to talk about your new upcoming project. Oh, that's what this is. Pick your poison. That's what that's what's going on. Which you have been talking about for, for like fifty four years already, son. Be when you when you first started talking about it, you didn't have a beard, and now you just fully yeah, shit, grown fully and shit. Out. You know what I mean? Tell me about pick your poison. And tell me what we can expect about it. Pick your poison is uh, it was supposed to be an EP. It's uh entirely produced by uh vr dj vr from dope shit records in switzerland and uh we linked up and did a song he was on uh face the facts he did some cuts on face the facts and then uh we just linked up to do a project initially it was supposed to be an ep because i feel like people don't listen to 16 17 track albums anymore it's very rare i mean it, that's just how i see it i know i know i can't sit through 17 songs that's a lot of shit but we wanted to do just a dope ep maybe like six eight songs and uh, when I went to Switzerland, we added like another four or five songs. So it just turned into a, a full length album. And um, some personal stuff happened on both ends and it kind of slowed down the entire process. And it, it's, you know, emailing files and things like that. It's a beautiful thing to be able to work with people overseas like that. But sometimes it gets confusing because you end up sending some old files or shit gets lost in translation, hard drive crash, whatever. So it's a lot of obstacles that you run into um, recording that way and making music that way. Plus, it was easier to vibe, obviously, when we were in the same place because he could put on beats or he could show me a bass line that one of his bass players did. That's another thing, too, that I got to get into, the live instrumentation. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's been a process. It's been, I want to say, a year and some change getting it done. And uh, I'm excited for it. I wanted to put it out a long time ago when it was an EP, but we've added a couple more dope records. So I'm just waiting uh, till the shit comes out. Why the title? Why pick your poison? Because uh, I think it has a lot to do with variety. I think um, as an artist, I don't want to make the same song 17 times or 10 times if it's 10 songs. I don't want to do 10 songs about how dope I am. I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to do 10 songs about how sad my life is or whatever. I don't want to do none of that because I think it just gets redundant. It gets repetitive and I just I want to have some type of variety where fans can play it all the way through and it's it's like a movie. There's different parts of the movie. There's a funny part, there's a sad part, there's action, there's drama, there's suspense. It's basically like, you know, mini movies. 10 12 mini movies and um so pick your poison is basically for the people that some people go and they find the three records they like and those are the only ones they play 
So it's like, yo, pick your poison, whatever you're into. So we can expect different movies each track. Yeah, every song has a different uh, vibe. I try to do that on, you know, when I do albums, I try to give each song its own identity as opposed to doing, like I said, the same song over and over and over and um, same chorus, scratches, whatever. Because, you know, as a fan, I wouldn't want to hear an album like that from any of my favorites where it's just... You know the same shit over and over. Which a lot of and I'm and I'm gonna go here that a lot of our favorites go there. did suffer from. If I listen to cannabis, right, and I listen to a cannabis album, <laughs> all I'm gonna hear is cannabis spit about how how he's the illest, and no one gives him credit. Even the right? song about his mom, he's like rapping about how dope he is. Yeah, and it's like yo, you were talking about your mom like two bars ago. So <laughs> being in but, a womb, and then you got all scientific. But nah, that he's was dope, but but so. No one's saying he's not dope. He's one of my favorites. Why are you saying he's not dope? I'm not saying he's not dope. I'm saying he's one of my favorites. But cannabis, even early in his career, Listen, you're not hip hop, right? He uh, <laughs> hashtag not hip hop. Not hip hop. He uh, uh, he 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 suffered from that. Like he yeah. can't. Another one, more the technique. Early in his career, suffered from. He can only talk about one fucking thing. And it was dope because it was new. It was like, you know, it was not that he was the first one to talk about, uh, you know, conspiracies, but it, the whole album was that. And I get it. And then, and then second album was a little better. He loosened up. Yeah. He grew. He grew. He grew. That was really dope. When you're a first, you come, you are going to tear the mic and that's all you're going to talk about because that's all you know when you first start coming out. Yeah. Who knows how old those rhymes are too? You could have had those songs and concepts. You probably felt like that. I got a song like that that I wrote fucking years ago. And I didn't even want to record it. And I showed it to a couple people, the lyrics, and they're like, yo, you need to record it because there's somebody going through that. I was in an extremely dark place when I wrote it. It's not on Pick Your Poison, but it was a, it was a. And I don't want to talk about it. All right. Well, whatever then. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of, well, for that, let's go back. Tech wrote it, uh, a lot of shit when he was in jail. So think about the mentality you need to have in jail or in prison, right? You need to have this. I'm hard, I'm raw mentality, so that's what you're gonna pin, right? Yeah. Like you can't you can't rap about being on a beach and shit like that and you're in prison. <laughs> right. I mean you could try, it would take extreme. No, but then you don't want to rap that out loud. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying in prison you don't want to be like, yo, baby, like you know, you're like, yo, man, like what's up? What's happening over here? Yeah, you end up being a radio anyway. If they know you could rap, you're a fucking radio. Did that happened to pause one? Yo, you know that biggie song? Yeah. You know that biggie song when yeah. it goes like this? And then you start rapping the words. Oh yeah, yo, can you can you do that song? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Can I do that song? Yeah. This isn't fucking karaoke. <laughs> but you become a radio, and they want to know how many songs you remember. So, so. pause, pause. Let's because I think we can't talk about a a pause one project without talking about pause yo, one. Yo, you said in that was the one thing we weren't gonna talk about because right. told you not to bring that up because pause is a very. I don't even know. What the word to describe you is? Uh, be fucking good. <laughs> Whatever it is, mad sexy. I'm gonna go with sexy first. <laughs> yes, but no. What I'm saying is, uh, you have a very set your your thought process for hip hop or for what you do, right? Yes, it's and very no. yes and no. Like you, but like we were talking about earlier, you you understand that being uh, 
grouped in with certain artists is not good for you. Yeah, because you understand your that you are a name that you are pausing. So you keep your distance and you don't do shows here, but you do shows there and you'll fuck with this cat, but you won't fuck with that cat. When in hip hop world, everyone's like, you rap, I rap. We should jump on a track, bro. And then, we they, should, and then you know, they end up hating each other and then writing diss songs right. and then doing a bunch of homo shit. And it's just when like, did you learn avoid this? That? Was it a mistake or did you have someone to kind of go like, okay, I well, understand I came into it like everybody else. I was like open arms, happy to be here. Everybody's dope. That's dope. The freestyle, the beats. Let's hippity hop. Let's all fucking be friends. And then um, I started to see a lot of foul shit. And then I would still kind of like turn, you know, turn my head to it. Like, okay, that was a one-time thing. But then, and then you add the business element of it and you add money and shit. And you just start to see a lot of little foul shit. So then- I applied the same thing that I applied to being in jail and being in the streets and started sizing dudes up within the industry and hip hop itself and kind of, I already knew what they were, but I denied it because, oh, it's hip hop. I, this is, this is the safe place. This is where I come to be. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm Everyone a fan. has the, the same intentions I have. They must also, they like must all baseball, love it. They like must playing all, basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, as a pro, like you get into it, like you always love the game. And then now that you're in it, you realize, the owners this, contracts this, salary cap that. Senior players politics. do this to rookie Seen players. Dudes on your own team and, yeah, do foul yeah, shit. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. But anyways, so after all of that, I just, over time, it took a lot of time for me to get to that level. It was a gradual thing. Um, first, I lashed out and like, yo, everybody's whack. And I, I aired out a lot of shit. And it was funny, haha. But then, it, it, you know, some of it did backfire, of course. And I dealt with that too. And now I'm just kind of like, look, I'd rather not even get tangled up in it. So I'll just, I just avoid a lot of shit. But if, if people got good vibes and they got good energy, I fuck with them. Like they'll know if, if, if I fuck with you, you'll know. But there's a lot of people that they don't have the patience. Somebody taught me a long time ago that if somebody really wants to do this, you'll keep seeing them over and over at different places at different times Mm -hmm. because their heart is in it. And regardless of how they do things, like those are people I respect. Those are people that I'm around. I don't agree with everybody's, you know, ideas artistically or the business practices or whatever but if they're solid they're solid you know what i mean i can't tell people how to do their thing i just know when somebody's corny to me and when somebody's foul to me and i avoid them like a fucking disease you mm. know what do you think is the worst thing that could happen for something like that what do you mean yeah, avoiding like, people no from not avoiding people like as in right now for pause like what in your career wise what do you what what are you trying to stop from happening I, I just think um, I was involved in a group before. I was involved in two groups before, and both of them turned to dog shit. Mm-hmm. And I put a lot of energy. I was, you know, at the time, like, I was going out of my way to get to the studio, to do this, writing rhymes, doing this, doing that. And it was just, a lot of it was for nothing. Not, necessar- not necessarily nothing at all. I mean, I, I obviously gained the experience, but it, it just showed me a lot. Like, oh, okay, that's how the shit, that's how the game is really played. So... I took that from it, but it was just, you know, a lot of it was a waste of time and it just kind of opened my eyes, even as a solo artist, rolling with different people, different producers, different groups, you just learn and you adapt. You know, I think one of the worst things is uh, there's no, there's no greater enemy than an old friend because they know you, Mm. they know you inside and out. Mm -hmm. Like they know, they know everything about you outside of being an MC, mm-hmm. outside of being an artist. Like, oh, yeah, I know his personal situation. What pushes his buttons? What exactly. else? What do do that? Yeah. So, and they, and you know, when you, when you're cool with somebody within hip hop 
and you kind of embrace them and you let them into your circle and they get to see the inner workings of what you do, you guys could have, because it's all ego driven. You could do something to, to, you know, poke a hole in their ego, even a small one, and then it could turn around and go and like, oh, you know, so-and-so did this and this. So now they're trying to like put you on blast, but it's not, it's nothing you were hiding in the first place, but it shows their character. Like, oh, okay, that's how you are. Yesterday, <clears throat> young Baca put a post up and said, who is the be- I think it was like, who's the best? Who's the illest? Uh, Orange County slash 714 MC. Right? <laughs> Did you see that post? No. Because it went on for like 20 minutes. And right? everyone's like, yo, me. And then they tagged themselves. You're a faggot. Tag, you do that. Tag you're weak, themselves. Bro. You're fucking weak. And put their links up and shit, right? I did that too But what I'm saying See there you go <laughs> But what I'm saying Not hip hop But I'm saying hashtag. But this is it This is it This is it right So this is what I'm saying You gotta you got coin that Hashtag <laughs> Not hip hop um, So he puts He puts that up right Pause I bullshit you not So I comment And I'm like First I'm just like Fucking with people I'm like I know. Nah I like this dude But he, I mean he can't fuck with me But I'm like I attack gremlin And I attack illness And I'm like These two dudes I, I, I you know I, I, I say these two dudes I mean they can't fuck with me But they're but, dope yeah. Right So then Bullshit you not Not saying it was them Not saying it was you Three fucking messages Boop 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 Hey yo concert Look man Yo son Yeah Yo, bro. Yo, listen, B. listen, Let man. Get at you, you, you and me are cool, dog. Why? Why you gotta? Why you gotta put? <laughs> and I'm like, dog. If anything, I'm. Gi- I gave you pro. I named you, and then I said they can't fuck with me though, but they're nice. It, it it's a joke, but the the it got lost in translation. The, the sarcasm was lost. You like, and me have gone through this. Yeah, but you put my fucking <laughs> put somebody's head on my body or some shit. I put like your that. face on Foxy Wan's body. So, okay. First of all, and they weren't <laughs> people weren't worried about you. You know what they were? They're like, "Yo, constant Fox, well, you see that? Yeah, you're dissing both of us." She goes, "Ah, ha, 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 ha. that shit is comedy." Tell pause. I'm alone. My, I'm alone. Him a, ta- a tampon. Like yeah. she was laughing her ass off. Right? She was. She was with it. I, if you sent that to me directly, yeah, I'd laugh too. Yeah, but you put it out in the world. I was first. just like, "Yo, nobody <laughs> knows the degree yeah. of how cool we are." Right. It wasn't necessarily a blow to my ego. I thought it was funny too, but then I was like, "Oh shit, this is online. Like everybody can see." And it. you were cool with it. You're like, "Ah!" And then the messages started coming in, like, "Yo, you didn't pause. You see this well, not, cat dissing you?" It wasn't even, and like, it you wasn't were getting tagged. And what, I was like, "Once I saw where it was posted, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, that's yeah. not a good look for yeah. either of us.' Because I didn't know what she thought. Uh-huh. I know what I thought. Uh-huh. I didn't know what the fuck you were thinking for doing it." <laughs> But I told you, I was like, yo, bro, that shit's funny. So there was a minute where you're like, is this a diss, fool? Like, of course. Okay. Of course. But okay. Okay. I was like, mm, I didn't do anything to do for him to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's going into like the whole, you know, actual incident. And that's just me being an asshole and personality yeah. and, that, and like shit. I said, I mean, you apologize and everything's cool, obviously. Right. But yeah. at the time, it was like, yo, why didn't you just send that to me directly? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We could have laughed. It could have been a joke between us. Right, right. But- it could have easily went the other way. Right. It could have been like, yo, fuck him, fuck that show, this and this, blah, blah, blah. And, you know. And that's why I took it down. And then I, I went like, yo, man, fuck everybody. Because everyone, yeah. everybody's over here complaining and trying to start some shit between me and Paul's like, yo, go fuck yourselves, guys. Like, you seriously. But you see what I mean? Go live your life. And, and going back, because we got to close that subject. Yeah. But when you say, like, why do I avoid people? What's, what's one of the worst things? It could turn into a situation like that where, like, you, you're cool with somebody. Some, for some reason, something goes sour. And people people know once they know that you guys aren't cool, they start instigating that. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. start instigating that because they just want to see the show. Right. Like there's dudes that I have, I I had issues with 
we talked on the phone or we talked in person like grown men. And then people will see us at the same venue and be like, yo, there goes your boy and this and this. Like I'm supposed to walk up and stab him in the face or something. Mm-hmm. But if I did that, half you motherfuckers will pull your phone out and tell on me anyway. Mm-hmm. So all the street shit you rap about isn't fucking real. Like if, if any, if me or the other person took it to that degree, come on now, let's be fucking honest. You wouldn't know what to do. Mm. Half the motherfuckers out there wouldn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, part of it too is they want to see that they want it's all part of the show yeah for sure it's all part of the show so so pause smarter than that. has a lot to say and you say a lot you're probably the most prolific artist don't listen listen in the scene doug i don't know who puts out more more shit than you do think about there's that. a lot of people that put out more as shit much as sh- as as dude how many pro how when when did your album last drop your uh face, face of, of facts face of facts came on like 2000 I want to say 14. 14. How many projects have you dropped since then? Maybe like three. But see, this is the thing, though. I haven't dropped. I dropped Death by Stereo. Yeah. With Suplex, with the Beat Bruisers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was more of a guest. That wasn't my project. And then um, I did the Fuck album, which is basically a collection of songs mm-hmm. and features that I did with people or mm-hmm. people had me a part of. Um, but as far as like solo material, mm-hmm. I've only dropped like one or two things. And... It wasn't stuff that I sat there and like really crafted and created. It was like songs. It was like, uh, for lack of a better example, mixtape shit. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, I got these records. I like them. I'm going to put them together. But let me tell you this, and this is why I'm saying that. <clears throat> I could drop shit and be like, yeah, hey, this is cool, right? And then uh, I could not drop some for another three, four months. People are okay with it. But when you drop, when pause drops them, and I'm going somewhere with this. People care, like they listen, they're supporting it, they're they're fucking with it. And not only that, it's also you, like, yo, if you do this, I can get the vinyl app popping. Make sure you guys, like, you. there's incentives for people to keep listening to pause is what I'm saying, right? So yeah. people fuck with you when you drop something. They understand it, they hear it, they're willing to look for it. They understand it, they're looking forward to the next one. I hope so, yeah. As they should be, right? Because you're continuously, uh, you're, you're, you're a bakery and you're putting out fucking cupcakes every once in a while yeah and they're decent they're fucking with them they're good they're looking forward to the next batch is what i'm saying right yeah so you dropped uh face the facts which is your full length album yeah right? then i put out more than words mm-hmm. that was like an ep right uh and then i did uh death by stereo right and then i put out the fuck album right and then i just put out songs that i'm on that you probably never heard mm-hmm. and um but, you know, again, like as far as solo, like something that I sat there with the producer and like did my thing, Pick pick Your Poison is the next one. So Pick Your Poison is your next full length album. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be a full length album. T- again. Tell me why you didn't want it to be. A I mean, I kind of said it before. Like, yeah. I, I feel like there was songs on Face the Facts that didn't get the love that I wanted them to or the mm-hmm. attention that I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. But it was because they're buried amongst a bunch of other songs. And mm-hmm. like, I think the the average listener's attention span is dwindled down to, I mean, like I don't even write songs with three verses. It's rare anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to, mm-hmm. but you know, to be only one person called me out on that. And it, it surprised me. He's like, yo, how come they only got two verses on every song? And I was like, oh shit, he noticed, but he noticed because he listened to my old shit. that mm-hmm. used to have three verses. Mm-hmm. I don't think people, honestly, I don't think people care as long as you nail it in two verses, they're good with it. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to, that window that I have, that, that small window before they scroll to something next, I, I want it to, to hit them 
long enough where they're like, okay, this is going in my playlist. Mm. This song right here is going in my playlist between J. Cole and fucking whatever else they listen to. That's that's the window that I want to fit into. And I feel like if I do a 17-track album, there's going to be at least five or six of those songs that won't even be considered. They'll mm-hmm. get lost in the mix. Mm-hmm. So I would rather do eight solid songs and you're like, you know what? Death by Stereo is a good example. They played that fucking album. People told me like, yo, I play that shit over and over. Because in one city, you could listen to it on the way to work. Mm-hmm. And then you could listen to it on the way home mm-hmm. and get through the entire film or the entire piece that we created for you in a, in a drive to work or a drive home. Right. Or in your lunch break, pretty much. So, like, you get the full meal in one sitting. You don't got to come back and, like, oh, I never listened to number 14. But let me let me ask you this. Um, kind of playing devil's advocate, right? You don't... Does, does the catalog not in your mindset when you're creating stuff? Because... Some, I mean, like the catalog of albums of like legitimate albums in your rap career. Is not not something that you're looking to fulfill. Like you don't think about that when you okay. I did one album because what? Okay, well then why ever make one album? Why did you make? I'm face the facts. I mean, pick your poison as an album. You're right. So it's the next one. But yeah. you're like, I didn't even want that to be an album. And it's not because I didn't want it because the music isn't good. I just figured, I'm just calling it right now. And and like Suplex said, I guess sometimes I. I look at things a little more on the negative side. But I feel like there's going to be at least two or three records on this project that people might completely just, you know, pass over and not listen to. And we took a lot of time into putting that record together and people might miss it. But then again, that's kind of why I named it Pick Your Poison for that same exact reason. For them to choose whichever yeah, one. Exactly. That's why I changed the title. I didn't I didn't I had a title. I changed the title for that reason. When it became an album, I said, fuck it, pick your poison because I already know you're going to scroll through what beat catches your attention. If you're this guy, you're going to go look for the feature. Oh, okay, Master Ace is on this song. Let me play that one first. So it's something for everybody. That's that's basically what it is. But I think as an artist, as far as the catalog, I want to do more EPs where it's a condensed version of an album. You're going to mm-hmm. get everything you would get in an album. Mm-hmm. But you don't got to sit through three interludes. Uh, you know, you don't got to have that one filler track that I didn't want to use anyway that they're like, no, this shit is dope. Let's throw it in there. And you don't have a label per se that's saying, hey, we need albums. We no, need I, album. I have. Yeah, I, I have. I have labels that they they want albums, but mm-hmm. they're to a point where they're like, look, just give us music mm-hmm. because they already know how I feel about the album thing. Yeah. They're just like, OK, you got an EP. All right, it's produced by this person. Send us the music, and then you know we'll figure out what direction we want to go in. There's a few labels that I work with, mm-hmm. but there isn't one person that's like, no. Uh, well, VR for Pick Your Poison, he wanted an album. I think he tricked me into it. If you're listening, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I think he he. Uh, it, but it, it worked out. So with him, he has his own label. He put out a project before. It has like fucking a bunch of dope people on it. But um, he did an album with Main Flow. So yeah, like. I think he wanted an album, and that's why we kind of went in that direction. So tell me about the first track that we're going to listen to. Oh, uh, shit. Off of this, is a, this is a feature, actually. All right. Um, let me pull up something real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, fake pleasantries. This is your captain speaking. Apparently, it's not enough that I have to keep you alive in this giant metal tube 30,000 feet above the ground. I also have to talk to you like I'm a fucking RJ. Now please carefully ignore the safety announcements by our flight attendants. 
Setting fire to these paper planes Clear the path, push them back, tell them make a lane Boarding pass, first class, no we ain't the same You know the name, nothing's changed, you can hate the game Frequent flyers setting fire to these paper planes Center stager with a pen in my hand Paws rocking his jaw, dropping like dental exams It's pure venom, straight from my adrenaline glands The beats are uncut, sell the instrumental and gram Show me your hands I'm up as high as you can Me and Ella moving crowds And it's supply and demand Dubai and Japan Wherever fans love us in the Netherlands Boarding the plane with no shortage of game It's more than the fame Extraordinary foreigners came Hit the venues and splitting We're dropping genuine shit So keep on acting like it's in you Pretending you spit Shall I continue? The timid get offended and quit See it's amazing when I'm raising the bar Like Jimi Hendrix Purple Hazen When he plays the guitar Blazing cigars If the we's on par Bring a jar and we might kick it Lines flying over there Heads, minus the flight now. Clear the path, push them back, tell them make a lane. Boarding pass, first class, no, we ain't the same. You know the name, nothing's changed, you can hate the game. Frequent flyers setting fire to these paper planes. Clear the path, push them back, tell them make a lane. Boarding pass, first class, no, we ain't the same. You know the name, nothing's changed, you can hate the game. Frequent flyers setting fire to these paper planes. City to city and state to state. Go overseas, make G's and bring it back to the streets. Bring it back, back, back. From city to city and state to state Go overseas, make cheese and bring it back to the streets Go overseas, make cheese and bring it back Thank you for flying the cheapest ticket you could find. Fuck you. Fuck you too. Fuck you very much. Don't fly with us again. Your baby is an asshole. I spat in your coffee. You smell like a ball sack. Yo, you just checked out a sneak peek of Frequent Flyers featuring Elder Sensei off the Pick Your Poison album. Produced by VR, cuts by VR. Elder Sensei, dog. <laughs> he's dope, right? Beast, man. Still has it, huh? Yeah, Killing man. it, man. Uh, he's got. He's like one of the most unique dudes. Like, if you hear him on anything, you immediately know it's him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's yeah. got. He's got one of those styles. Like, it, it, it was always uh, on the list for me to do a song with him, and I was blessed enough to do more than a song. I got to tour with them, do a couple records with them, so. I, it's always a pleasure working with him. You know what I mean? How did you... Okay, so is it the artifacts or is it just... 
L. It's just L on this. Okay. No, but I mean that you've gotten to work with or that you kind of look I've up to. I've done shows with the Artifacts okay. as a whole. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, as far as touring and things like that, it's just been L, like mm-hmm. L Desensei and AG, mm-hmm. you know, me and L did some stuff, him as a solo artist. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's always fun. You know, dude's giving me a lot of good advice and stuff like that. And uh, he's definitely opened doors for me and, and showed me mad love, you know? This specific track, how did you come up with the idea, the concept behind it? I was in Spain when I wrote my verse. Yeah. I was, uh, I was it was the first show of the tour. And he had already did his verse uh, here in L.A. And um, I didn't have anything. So... I was uh, I got I got to Spain a day early, and uh, it was my first time in Spain. So I was in a hotel room, kind of bored and shit. And I walked around, you know, did the sightseeing tour and shit. And uh, the beer there, yo, the beer was like it was like a dollar fifty for a six pack. What? I no lie, like Holy I took a picture shit. of the prices, yeah. and I had to do like the the conversion on the, on the euros. So they're, a dollar, they're like a dollar American for a six pack, bro. It's like two dollars for a six pack, and it's good beer. Like it's not like. 211 shit like it's good beer so i went yeah. crazy i bought a bunch of different kinds of beers took them back to the room drank threw the beat on and just kind of started freestyling and it came up with the came up with the verse and then uh once i had the verse i kind of thought of the idea of uh frequent flyers because you know we always on the tour we you pop in and out you know sometimes it's off the plane directly to the venue you know you don't even check into the hotel so frequent flyers like we're constantly bouncing around i know l's been all over japan and everywhere so it's it's one of those things like at the time i was touring real heavy so it was uh it made sense you know yeah and what about in in, in kind of like injecting the comedy into it like because the, the track is hilarious like just just because it's real shit like that's got to be what they're thinking at some level at some point the fucking pilot's like yeah i went to school i got you home alive but i still gotta fucking wipe your asses yeah i gotta sit here and talk to you and make you feel comfortable and safe and shit like that <laughs> i just i was always a fan of shit like that hearing albums that had um little skits and little interludes or little things like kind of you know sprinkled in there to 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 liven up the song and kind of add to the song so it was funny because i i have a line in there where i said um uh dubai or japan wherever fans love us in the netherlands um but i said dubai and it's crazy because the sample that i found the comedy shit it's actually from india so yeah. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Kind of, yeah. It went full circle. It was funny. But yeah, it, I had to throw that in there because L's got a great sense of humor. I got a great sense of humor, I like to believe. And uh, it just made sense, you know? If for Pick Your Poison, like again, you go in specifically for this type of cat will like this song. This type of cat will like that song. This type of cat will like this track, right? Yeah, so yeah. So we can expect different vibes all throughout the album. For sure. Like I'm not going to be, because you can't be, serious all fucking day you know what i mean um and you know not everything is a joke either so i just i try to add some type of balance to to the project to to an album or ep or whatever i do so that way you don't just get one it would be boring as fuck to watch a movie like that That, that's just how i look at it like if it was just real one-dimensional and it was only one thing i think people would uh would definitely yeah you don't want to see out. the blowjob you want to see the anal afterwards you want to kind of get it you want the it pov up. you need yeah, the pov you, be, you don't want to, to get gonzo all the time that it's you right you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> how do you, you think people really like like oh yeah that's my dick that's my that's me like this i mean even though i'm black that's a it, white dick isn't, yeah, isn't there me. video games and shit like that where dudes <laughs> fucking like you play and you're like 
the dude or some shit, and like you make the girl do this. Yeah, this. every single video game ever made. I mean, pause your somebody else. That's why what I brought the shit the up. Fuck are you talking? Oh, the video uh, games where you're playing somebody. Yeah, every other video, every single fucking. No, so uh, so pause. Let me let me ask you logistics though, specifics. Like when it comes to your beat selection, when it comes to instrumentals and stuff, right? What process do you go through for choosing them? Yeah, only suplex. Yeah, beat bruises. That's what's up. At first, I play that. Hashtag only suplex. First, I go there first. Right. What 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 I usually do because I always think of this. Somebody, a lot of people always say like, yo, so-and-so's dope, but his beat selection is trash. Or, yo, he raps dope, but he don't know how to pick beats. And I'm always afraid of that. I'm always afraid of that. There's a lot of dope cats, you, you, like nods and all these, like, yeah. can't pick a beat, can't pick a beat. That's one of those, like, age-old things that people say. Um, so it's hard for me to pick a beat that I like because it's not hard. I like it. But the thing is, is I don't know. If other people are going to like it. Do I like it because I know the pocket and I know what I can get away with as an MC? Um, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard. So sometimes I like to take uh, a backseat and let the producer like, yo, rhyme on this. Just just rhyme on this. Kick whatever you want. And then it, it it's a challenge. Like, okay, this kind of, the strings in here and the sample in here kind of reminds me of this. So I'm going to go in this direction. So with some of these I picked, some of them he suggested and you know, it just all came together like that. So, so it's not all one one direction. So, when you work with a certain producer, right? You kind of you allow them to have a fifty fifty say in in a, in a pause one project. I I mean that's the that's the role of a producer. A, a beat maker is just gonna send you a fucking wave file, a two track, and you rap on it, and and that's that. A producer is gonna sit there and listen to like, okay, I'm gonna drop out. I'm going to drop out the drums right here just so that one line can stand out because I feel like that's dope. Or this part right here kind of sounds like a little bridge to me. Like go in there and double that. Make that sound like that's that's a producer, just like a director in in a in a in a movie. So, I like to give them input, you know what I mean? Um I I can't say, "Yo, it has to be this way and it has to be concrete and rigid like that" cuz then everything's going to sound the same cuz as an artist, you know, you might just be comfortable. You might be. This is the way I do things, and then I, I like I like a challenge. Like yo, you should. And then try you this. get too comfortable. Yeah. Right. And then and then you know you have your your fans, your core fans or whatever. But that that audience doesn't grow because they already know what to expect from you. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean the guy that raps this way or the guy that always talks about bitches or whatever? Like so, it becomes you become stuck. And I like input from producers. Yeah. Everything from the production to the writing to the direction sometimes. Right. So when you're when you're gathering the did it did it start off with the idea of like I'm gonna give them something different every single track for pick your poison? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like every beat. You know what I mean? Like uh, So you went in with that mentality, okay, I wanna do one where it's gonna be uh, a variety of styles and different stuff for this specific album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I do that okay, I did that on Face the Facts too. Like I had like I had a song where I told a story beginning to end and um it had nothing to do with any other song. It wasn't connected in any way to any other song. Mm-hmm. And then I had a song where I just rapped. There was no chorus. And I'm just talking about politics and yep. the state of hip hop, blah, yep. blah, blah. And then, you know, I did another song where I'm rapping about a chick. And, you know, so I, I, I went into it listening to the beats and thinking, okay, this is this. Um, and then writing it. And then from there, sitting back, listening to them and seeing how well they work together as a whole, you know, so nothing is out of place. But I like to do that on albums and projects as opposed to just battle rap, nine tracks of how, 
how hard I am and how whack you are. Mm. You know? Yeah. I'm with this pause. I like I like the, I like how you approach these specific projects indiv- as individuals, right? Do you stockpile tracks and then fit them accordingly, or do you go in saying, "Okay, I'm gonna I need a project, seven tracks. I'm gonna do this only this." I have I have yet to work that way where I I record 25 songs for a project and then pick 12. I haven't done that yet because the shit. It costs money and it takes time. Like there's some dudes who have a studio in their house and they can record a song a day and blah blah blah, and that's that's cool. But I I guess it's it's quality over quantity. Like I'll do if I'm like with uh, pick your poison. I think there's like three songs that didn't make the cut. It's not because they weren't good enough. They just didn't fit, or they're taking too fucking long. And we'll just throw them out as bonus tracks or singles and free downloads or whatever. So. I definitely go into it with, with a a number, 10. Boom, I'm going to do 10. And if we end up with 7 or, or 8, even 9, I'm good with that. That extra song, we could give it away for free or throw it out as a bonus track. Because there's somebody that's going to like that song, you know? Let me ask you this. Because I find that a lot of artists don't. And it might be what's keeping them back. Or it might be what's making them successful. I don't know. But a lot of artists don't keep the listeners in mind. When, when they, they write, yeah, when they when they, write yeah. or when they put something out, right? Like, oh, I, I get a lot of. Well, I do what I want to do. I feel I put out what I want to feel, what I what I feel. So if I feel like making this track, I'm gonna make it this way because that's what I'm putting out. And all right, cool, respect to that. But at some level, you do have to understand people are purchasing this, right? So does pa- sharing it. And does pause keep that in mind as he's creating the projects and writing the songs? Always, I always think like. Um, Okay, well, if I get too metaphoric and, and I use too many analogies and, it, and I, it becomes a riddle within a riddle and a riddle and like, it's cool. Some people like that type of shit. Like atmosphere to me, he's a, he's a very deep writer. Like it's not that he uses crazy seven syllable words, but his writing is very, very deep and it's dope. I like it. And, that, and that's why he has a lot of fans because you could interpret it a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. but it, it works for him. So, and you know, I got a couple things that I've written like that too. But at the same time, I don't want to be boxed in where that's what I have to do every time. Like you said, a cannabis. Like, what if cannabis came out with a Dear Mama as opposed to the song he made for his mom? Like, that would be fucking weird. You know what I'm saying? Now, because he did box himself yeah, at one point. Because that's what you wanted from him. Right, yeah. So That's what you expected because you're like, all right, if I'm going to push play on a cannabis, I know what I'm expecting. Which is good for some artists and it's also bad for some because now you can own. See, when I tell artists, like when I tell people like, uh, oh, what do you think? You know, your audience will allow you to do this. And what I mean by allow is not, not give you permission, but follow your follow you through to your next your progression yeah, as yeah, an artist, yeah. right? Yeah. Some people don't understand that. They don't get it. Like, what does that mean? Allow me. And I'm saying, do you think they're gonna <laughs> support you now that gonna, you're doing fucking Dear go, Mamas instead uh, of doing fucking Hit 'Em Up? Yeah. Like, Pac was the dude who understood this, so that's why he had a Dear Mama and then had a All Eyes on Me and then had a Brandon's Got a Baby, but then he got Hit 'Em Up. Love, he yeah. was able to just because he never. He was never that dude that always you can always expect battle raps, and that's it. I think a lot of that has to do with you as a human being. Like if you're if you're a if you're a, a one dimensional person, and a lot of you know basic motherfuckers like 
you can anticipate that. Like, I know dudes that are, like, programmed and all they think about is pussy or all they think about is weed or all they think about is money or whatever. So if you try to talk about something deep and profound or whatever, they have no fucking idea. They can't interject and say anything because they don't think of anything beyond fucking a bitch or what bitches they're going to fuck or look at this bitch's picture or whatever. And that's the thing. Like, as an artist, you're supposed to pull from all different aspects of your life. So if it's pussy, it's pussy. If it's money, it's money. If it's losing a loved one, it's that. If it's uh, a dream that you had that where you saw, you know, you saw your future or some shit like that. Like, those are all things that I think people can pull from. And I'm not shitting on anybody that doesn't. I don't think either of us are. We're just saying that it's different no, parts. Every, <laughs> every artist is, uh, is different. You know what I mean? Some cats know, you know what? I'm going to give them this because that shit works. And it's easy for me to write. And it's easy for me to do. And this rap shit isn't even my main focus anyway. But that's what we were talking about earlier, right? That now you can have the distinctions between a hip-hop artist and a hip-hop act. Yeah. And an act isn't going to develop too much. And this is why some of them won't do these type of interviews because you can bullshit me for three minutes and 25 seconds on a song. Yeah. Bullshit me for an hour and a half with no beat, with no pre-written, pre-thought out words yeah. that you're spewing out. Yeah. Now, when I'm asking you about, yo, so what is it like to do this? And what's, uh, yo, son, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just get on there, smoke my weed, homie, homie, I'm getting on You can't do that for an hour and a half. That interview's going to be terrible and everyone's going to know you're a phony. I've done those interviews. I've, I've been on the other side of the mic doing your job. Right. Dudes are just like, I, I can't get a fucking intelligent answer out of them. Maybe they're not an intelligent dude and that's fine. That's fine, but don't pretend else like because then now you just act. You're because you're acting one way in front of the mic, and then you're gonna do turn around and do something different. Yep. We're not all the same. Do on this mic, it's just pause. This concept turned to ten, right? Yep. These conversations, we turn it up a little bit because it needs to be entertaining. Da, da, da. But at the end of the day, pause. I'm on no different concept off the mic than I am on the mic. Like I, I, my exactly. opinions are the same. My thing because. I need people to rely on me telling them the truth whether I'm on or I'm off because they're not going to trust me when I'm on or off. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I admire people like that. Honestly, like, uh, you know, pe- people that could put on, and I really do. There's a part of me that's like, yo, I'm, you know, I, I, you got to admire that. Like, if they can put on a character and successfully be that character day in and day out, like, that takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot. You know what I mean? Mentally, it does though. Keep it real. <laughs> it's difficult. It's gonna it, be hard for. Uh, it has to be, but you know, at the same time, it's a prison. It's a prison. Exactly. It's yeah, a prison yeah, where, like, that. you could never be anything but that. And I don't want to be. I don't want to be locked into that one thing forever. Like that. That's a scary thought to me. Like, if I can't be myself, I don't want to do this anymore. Fuck that. Straight up. I respect that, pause. I'm with that. I'm with that a lot. Let's talk about the second track we're going to play from Pick Your Poison. It's uh, featuring Shabam Shadik, Mm -hmm. produced by VR. The whole project's produced by VR, so Mm -hmm. all the beats you hear are all him. Um, And uh, Francesca, she's on the chorus. She fucking killed it. Um, And uh, What's the name of the track? It's called uh, Say What You Want. Say what you want. Tell me a little bit about it before we play. Give me a little bit. What's the what's what's the subject? What's the feel behind it? What was your mentality? It's um, it's more like uh, you know, coming from an artist standpoint and a human being standpoint. Like you're gonna do whatever it is you're doing, and whether you're being yourself or you play a role, no matter what, people are gonna say whatever they want. 
So you might as well do what you want to do because they're going to keep talking shit anyway. Mm. So that's what the song is basically about. You know what I mean? All right. Well, let's hear it. Yes. Yes. S.S. Shabam Shadik. Uh. Pause one. Yeah. Why would I ever pay attention to a hater? Uh-huh. Especially when everything works in my favor. Yeah. You blink two times and I'm 12 steps ahead. Head on collision with what I consider success. We can joke and have fun, but the work comes first. Uh-huh. Laser focus, open scribe, and poison bars in a verse. As verses I write, I promise like biting a scotch bonnet. Hot like bonfires, wheel pillar, burning tires. Master my desires, uh-huh. stay away from liars. Uh-huh. Surround myself with thinkers, hustlers, enterprises. Rise above project blocks or even states. Right. You with the earth, continents on my place And I'm hungry, I'd rather do it myself than wait I'ma move and shake, I shake, industry fake No matter where I'm at, my stance is pure combat Bomb first, disperse your team, you can't come back One fact, I've been dropping since 9-6 And I never sold my soul for dough like you pricks So get your mind right and come at me correct I'm the supplier of them bars, the East Coast connect Whoa. You wanna know why I've been so long Writing in dim lighting, the pad and the pens fighting to see who wins, sighting the sins, hiding within, knife right in the skin, felt the blade in my back. Jealous, I got my weight up and I made them react. Study friends with a microscope lens, guess it depends. If it's money or it's women, if it's worth the revenge. Both ends burn on the candle, handle it accordingly. Don't help me be my shorty in short, they ain't supporting me. Living in the past, so they never adapt. Hating the fact that I'm clever, I never be trapped. Back in the pen where I studied life, like a university. Overcame the obstacles of personal adversities. Diary of Perseus, Titan killer verses. It's the first time, press to the paper and let the lines rush Blows Michelangelo's hands, holding the fine brush Kids let their mind rust like metal machines Meanwhile in the ghetto we pedal the fiend Settle for gleaming gold metal instead of our dreams Pedal to the floor, fled the scene I'm headed for great things Sixteen and hot lead, I'm what incredible means You wanna know why I've been here so long I make my move and I do it with heart So you can say what you want And where I stand
That song is called Say What You Want, featuring Shabam Shadik, Francesca, produced by VR. Uh, it's on the album Pick Your Poison, dropping early, early 2017. Now, you guys are getting sneak peeks because, being the cool motherfucker that I am, I'm getting the exclusive from Pause Dizzle. So these are unreleased, previously unreleased tracks. By the time you hear this, uh, the album will be out. I hope so. Shit. But when are we projecting the the, the drop date? I want to say February. I want to say. I want to say February. Okay. I'm feeling the contractions. You want to say, but you're yeah, not sure I mean, still. it might even be March because yeah. we're doing. Uh, we got to do a full campaign. Like the last couple projects I did, I put them out. Kind of under the radar, wasn't nothing too, too crazy. So you want to do the whole like tour. Yeah, and, yeah, and, for sure. And pre-orders and the whole nine. Yeah, like with the pre-order thing, like I like, cause I was more in control of that album cause I was my album. So it was, it was easier to, to talk to fans directly and you know, Hey, you guys want to be a part of, you want to help me bring this album into, to the world and you know, be a part of it. And, and I, I gave them a lot of perks and a lot of shit. And, uh, they were down. A lot of people were down. Uh, with this one, VR is like, look. I'm going to put it out under my label. It'll be 100% me. Not that we don't need to do that because we could always do that. I'd like to do that because I like to see the, that list. I like to see those emails, those names like, yo, that, that guy buys everything or this guy always supports or this, this girl always shares. Like I like seeing those emails. So I might still do something like that, but it's going to take time because we're going to do a full campaign videos. Uh, we got like three more videos to drop. They're already filmed, filmed them in Switzerland. One of them was in like this old castle prison thing. It's fucking crazy. Um, so we got videos. We got to plan like radio campaigns and shit like that. You keep a very, um, you, you have a close relationship with your fans. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's- like I like that about, because I'm going to, I'm going to give props to you for this. The first interaction I had with pause was like four years ago. And I liked a, cl- a, a track on your SoundCloud. And I reposted it, and then what I got back was not 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 two days later, like maybe ten minutes later, I got a post. I got a message that said, "Hey, yo, appreciate you reposting my shit. Good looking out." Yeah, right? and it sounded like glow, it was glow. Yeah, yeah, good, good glow. looking out. Good looking and, out. And cool. uh, to me, I, I was I was literally I was taken back. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like he he reached out and like said, "Thank you for that." I pre- you didn't know me. I didn't know you. It wasn't like we had fucking slept together the night before. <laughs> but Paul said, "Hey." Thank you for showing love. I appreciate that. When did you pick this up and when did you understand that this was um, important? I think I I think from day one, I think from day one, like I worked at, I I don't remember the little kid's name, but he looked like the kid from the Christmas story. He had the big glasses (laughs) and all that. And, uh, I I was working at this one spot. Hey, that movie fucking sucks, right? It was it was kind of like a supermarket. That movie's terrible, bro. Oh my god. So, poor, first of all, the poor little kid. dude. Okay, my favorite scene. My favorite scene is when he finally has enough and he beats the shit out of oh the other kid. Yeah, but, yeah, dude, yeah. but he like fucks him up. Like he's like for like yeah, twenty minutes, he's nose, yeah. and then the mom comes and doesn't even check on the kid that's on the floor bleeding, just like. But distraught. it wasn't her kid though. Right? I know that's what I'm saying. No, he just picks. I mean, like, dude, look at the movie because she doesn't even like look. She don't acknowledge at it. the child that just was just fucking beaten senseless. She yeah, picks, it's not my kid. She picks her own kids up and just walks away. Like, yeah. nah, hey, are you okay? Because he's on the and he's like bleeding, bro. He's like gushing blood at the end of the like. That's just comedy to me. Yeah, no, that I like that. I like that movie. The movie's Ooh, dope. The pops is dope. Get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, the this little kid is. Uh, yeah, I guess he liked hip hop. He was probably like ten, and his mom knew that I rapped, so she she brought him over. She's like, hey. 
uh, you know, he's he's into the rap stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like I told him that you make music. So I rap for him. I freestyle for him. I threw his name in there. I asked him his name. I asked him what cartoons he liked and I rapped about it for him. And like he just like had the biggest eyes in the world, bro. Like it like fucking made his day. But it made my day because it was dope to know that somebody liked that. Like he wanted to see he he liked hip hop. So I didn't want to give him like first off, fuck him. He like it. I didn't want to do no like crazy shit. That kid shit. grew up to be Eminem. Who would have known? <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> no, so you You guys you, know him as I know him as Marshall. As you Ma- guys know yeah, him as Eminem. Yeah, <laughs> uh Marsh. You're Mar. You're Mar Mar. You guys yeah, yeah. Uh no. So you understood that it was important that people are actually listening. So treat them like people. Don't ask like because a lot of artists, and I'm saying like the bigger ones, it's like it's uh they almost have a resentment towards their fans, and I've and I've seen this through having to book the interviews for them, right? Wow, it's dude, I I've seen it too. Like, yo, man, I don't want to do the interviews. Like, I don't want to talk. Like, uh, I remember like Lupe Fiasco had tweeted some shit out. He's like, yo, I don't do interviews. I don't do sit downs. I don't talk to the press. I don't do none of that shit. I can understand that though because yeah, for for somebody like him, like things are always gonna get twisted. You know, like things are always gonna get changed into this. You ask me about somebody's album, I say it's not as good as his last. The in the headlines, it's fuck him. I said fuck him, fuck his mother, his shit's whack, blah blah blah. So I can understand an artist of his caliber. Somebody like myself, I just feel like everybody counts, everybody matters. Because who the fuck am I making music for? Like you said earlier, there's some guys that don't care and they make music for themselves. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a huge fucking fan of my own shit. I don't sit here and bump my shit and listen to it 20 times in a row i don't not because i don't believe that it's not good but because i want to write something else or because i feel like i could have done something better as a perfectionist but there are some artists that just feel themselves and like yo i do this for me if you feel it cool if not fuck you but people that message me like i like hearing stories like the dude i told you about off the air dude was like yo uh you know one of my best friends you know you sent him you sent him a letter about losing your dad too and he just lost his and he was a fan of your music and you guys talk like to me that means a lot like you know that that means more than awards and shit like that like more than money you know so money comes and goes that type of shit is rare so i think that's why i just i just appreciate him because i know who i'm writing for they're real people like me and I'm saying because it, it does get to a level where some artists um, are almost disrespectful to the fans. And I'll give you an example of someone like setting up a tour. The tours, they're the fans buying tickets to the tour. They cancel three out of the fucking because they're tired. Or uh, they'll cancel the day of the show. You see Kanye going on stage, walking out saying, you guys are not going to like this, but I'm out. And he just walks off stage. But, and but all his fans and all his people that came out and all the people that took the day off and found babysitters and all this shit. He basically said, fuck you guys. I already had your money. Regardless, I'm out. Well, See let, what I'm saying? Like, And yeah, you can be out, but that caliber of art. Fuck that. I'm That's- not even talking about the caliber. I mean, you just got to look at it like this. People that are fans of Kanye to that degree... To go see him at a show? I mean, no, 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 not just that. I mean, he could do anything, and they're going to be a fan, bro. Like, it's it's beyond music at this point. They're buying into the asshole. They're buying into the rap Donald Trump. They're buying into that. Yeah, but those 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 are not those are not those are not fans, Paul. Those are people that want to. I'll tell you what. I have. I'll give you an idea of like an artist, Pitbull. 
pitbull and then like a whole stage of fire a whole uh, audience i i guarantee you if i turn to the person next to me and i go you like this shit they'll be like no i thought you liked this shit i'm like I- i'm here because i thought you liked it would just go down the stadium and people would be like wait nobody likes it no we all just came because we want to fit in we wanted something to talk about on monday we they don't they're, 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 at that point bro they're not fans they're just fumbling into this this trance i think of- there's a big difference though between somebody like a pitbull and somebody like a carnier and somebody like myself obviously aside from the achievements and the fucking money you motherfuckers but i feel like you know Somebody like a pit bull, he doesn't do a lot of the shit that Kanye does, or any of the shit I should say. And and the type of records he makes, there's an audience for it. You know what I mean? They, those fans, they might not have any quote unquote real hip hop in their fucking playlist. They might not, but I mean that's fine. That that's who they listen to. It's it's preference. That's great. With Kanye, his fans, it's a different degree. With them, like they'll buy a Yeezy shirt, a blank white t-shirt and spend $90 and it's just a blank white tee. But, but that's what I'm, and it goes back to, I think you're proving my point because they're not, they're buying it because of the Kanye name, they're buying it because of the trend behind the Kanye name. Of course, but that's what Because I want the Yeezys that cost 300 bucks which are fucking just basic, they're sketchers with Kanye written <laughs> on them. Bro, have you, they just cloth. Nah. See what I'm, bro. I don't you, really pay attention no, like that. So bro. he has shoes that will, nah. and then they will resell for thousands of dollars because, not because Kanye is on them, because they want the trend yeah, yeah. with the Kanye name associated to But it. going back to the fan thing, I think um, with him, like, he knows that. He knows that those are disposable fans, right? He knows that. There should be no such thing as a disposable that, fan, bro. Look at Sean P, rest in peace, one of my favorite MCs. He used to say, fuck a fan. He said, fuck a fan in an interview. And they asked him why. And he said, because you guys fuck with me now, but let shit cool down and, and you guys don't even know me no more. I'm not in rotation no more. You fucking radio DJs and this and this. You guys are fans when shit is hot and then you and then you fall off. So fuck a fan. I just I'm just doing this shit for this, this, and this. So I mean, that's just it. Every artist has a different, you know, perception of their their fans and their supporters or whatever. Me personally, I just see it like, you know, I might run into these people. You know what I mean? And and I don't I don't want to be ab- so far above them or give off that you know vibe that I'm so far above them that they can't come up and shake my hand or can't talk to me like that. That's kind of whack because when you lose touch, you lose that human touch. You that those songs that you start making become the robotic overproduced garbage auto tune whatever's trendy shit because you lost touch with what's still happening in the real world and it doesn't have to change is what i tell people like it doesn't atmosphere will come out to an atmosphere show and shake hands with people that are waiting in line and him it's another fan to that fan shaking slugs hand it's life changing it's life changing dude me speaking to him on the phone i was flipping the fuck out yeah there's moments in the interview my voice is cracking like (laughs) i'm fan the fuck out and to me that meant a lot to him it's another interview but he treated it like yo this guy's a fan so i'm gonna Give them my time of day. I'm going to, res- you know what I'm saying? There, there's a level that you don't need to respect. So you can't just be like, oh, boy, he has too many fans to keep. Bro, it always like, hey, tweet. Thank you. Love you all. Appreciate yeah, it. I mean, oh, here's some free shit. Here's some autograph stuff. I mean, like, it's make an effort. You know, so I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah. pause one makes effort. You, hey, you free. Here's a free track. Hey, here you want some shirts. I'm going to autograph the, the blah, blah, blah. Here it is. You show some love. You just told us a whole story about this yeah. dude and all this stuff. And you, you showed him love. Yeah. He didn't have, he didn't have 
money to buy anything, but every time I log into anything, he's sharing it. He's, he's a fan. He's listening to it. He's doing all he can. He just, at the time he couldn't afford something that I put out. So I gave it to him for free. And you know, it, it meant a lot to him. It meant a lot to me that he wanted it that bad. Mm-hmm. So here you go. Like, you know, it's, what, what does it cost me? A couple bucks? Like, this is, this is shown. And the reason that I'm, I'm putting this, this point so hard on it is because this is shown all throughout your, your career and all throughout your music. It's displayed there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. prevalent that Pause One shows love to his fans. I mean, if I always use this movie as an example. V for Vendetta, there's a part where she gets thrown into a cell and she she discovers these little notes that are written and slid through the hole in the in the in the wall. And she reads them and it's this lady and she's describing her life and every so often, you know, she gets tortured, thrown back in that cell, gets them out, whatever. The scene means a lot to me because that's bit you don't know who's on the other side of that wall. Like Suplex was saying earlier, you never know who's listening to your shit, where they're from. And it's true. So like why would I ever change my message or why would I ever, you know, try to purposely be an asshole to the person on the other side of the wall? I don't know what they're going through. You know what I'm saying? Like I make these songs for them because I don't know what they're going through. And if they could relate, that's awesome. If it takes them to a different place and they don't want to be sad, cool. You know, that's that's how I write and that's how I always write. So I, I just look at it like that. I never know who's listening. But when I finally do meet those people or they reach out and talk to me online, it means it means a lot to me because it lets me know, OK, you get to see into their life like, oh, this person has two kids. They're a truck driver. They do this. This guy's uh, you know what I mean? Like this girl works here and it just there. You see how fucking real it is. And it just reinforces a lot of the shit that I write about. You know what I mean? It's got to come from a real place. And let me say this in a, in a, in a world where everyone's an artist coming, coming along and finding fans. That's special. That's something that you got to really understand. Like, yo, if this person's not an MC and he's not here to get your fucking collabo and he's, he's just supporting because he legitimately likes your music, that's important for you to keep that, re- those relationships going. Because like, at the end of the day, bro, you can be cool with a hundred MCs in one room. All those MCs, you're competition. Yeah. So they're going to look at you like that. They're going to be like, yo, I'm going to put money. Are these 10 bucks is going to my gas and better than buying Paul's new album? Because, you know, it's, it's still competition. Yeah, yeah, to that fan, it's different. You're, you're not competition. He looks at you as something bigger than him or something that can guide him what he's going through, right? Yeah. And this is proven again because you, you, the whole album, Pick Your Poison, is like, yo, I'm going to give my fans something different on every track. Like you yeah. kept them in mind for it. Yeah. And that's, that's what, uh, that's what I like to do when I come into it and I write, you know, Sometimes I do just want to come in and just, yo, everybody sucks, you know, fucking this rapper, that rapper, whatever. But then after a while, like, okay, that's old. What what else is there to talk about? And then, you know, good example. Uh, I did a video shoot for one of my songs and, and, uh, you know, my, my homie Rhino, rest in peace, came, came out to play. He plays, uh, security in real life. He's security. So it kind of made sense. And like, you know, he supported the music a lot. So he came out and played the security guard in the video, passed away like two days later. And he said something to me that meant a lot because I'm running around stressed out at the video shoot. People are calling me for parking and this and this. You know, I'm, I'm kind of coordinating the whole shit. And he stops and he goes, yo, you all right? You need anything? And it was that voice that like pierced through everything that I was thinking, like that calm, like reassurance, like I got you, whatever you need. There was nothing too small or too big that he wouldn't do. And then he goes, it's all right. 
if, if they people don't show up or people leave fuck them they're the ones that are here for you are here for you and two days later he passed away so like what he said if they want to be here they'll be here and like you know i went to his funeral and there was a lot of people and it just goes to show how loved he was and his sons you know he he would go home his wife told me that he would go home and play my videos on youtube for his kids like oh this is this is my friend right here i'm gonna be in his video yeah and like you know now his his sons like they they show love you know it's it's it becomes almost like a family thing like and that's something that i would put into music you know so I mean? uh the second album pick your poison right how many how many more we got in this pause you think songs i'm talking about albums what do you think like, oh. like what do you think Paul? like what what what's do you are you the type of dude that's looking that far out are you like man you know what of course i want i want to i want to do another two by this age or by this date or by blah 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 well, now look now i'm in i'm in overdrive musically i'm in overdrive musically because i i ended up i toured for too long i bullshitted for too long i was riding the wave of my album and it was great i had never got to see you know Belgium I never got to see these I, I was in prison I grew up here and those are you know things you see in a fucking book you know like or things you see on the internet places where they film movies and then you're there you know what I mean so I was kind of riding the high of that and I wasn't really focused on creating any follow-up music so now I think one of the main things was being in Europe and a fan came up to me after my set and he was like he looked at the table and he's like yo what else you got and I was like, oh, that's it. And he's like, I have all this. And he pulled, he, he had vinyl in his arms, the CDs. Dude, and he brought everything and had me sign it. Yeah. But the fact that he had it all was like, oh, shit, I need to I make need more. It. Yeah, no doubt. So that that was a kick in the ass. So all of 2016, I've been in here working on projects. I have about four new projects. And I'm going to try to continue that. I'm going to tour, but I'm trying to crank up the writing and working with the beat bruisers, working with certain producers and people that are serious this is what they do it's not on again off again beat makers and producers and mcs or whatever these are people like this is they, they can't go a day without making a beat or writing a rhyme or mixing or whatever and those are the people i want to surround myself with so i feel like i'm going to constantly be putting out music for years like i think music is my main focus now shows i love it it's always great but music so for this album, you say you wanted to give it the full treatment. You want to do the videos. You're going to do a tour. You want to do the release. You want to do the stuff. Are we coming to LA? No. At all? Fuck no. OC. Motherfuck no. Nah. Um, I.E. I think this is something like you and a handful of other people bring it up every so often. Like I run into people at shows. Yo, you going to jump on? And it's it's always in Southern California. And I just, uh, I always say the same thing. Like there's really... There's really no reason for me to do it because the five or six people that are in the room that, you know, it would blow their skirt up and they would love to see it. I appreciate them to death, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to sit here and wrap my guts out and try to impress all these other fucking people in here that bought a ticket to support their homie when they really came to see so-and-so perform. They don't give a fuck about me or their homie that fucking they bought the ticket from. They're just coming to see that headliner from the 90s that they were a fan of. So I, I feel like it's 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 an uphill battle. You got to pick your fights. And I did a lot of that. And I did gain a lot of fans doing the observatory shows and things like that and Yoast and some of the bigger shows. But I just feel like it's kind of counterproductive because where are my fans? Where are the people that really want to hear me? 
And it's hard to tell because they're washed in and mixed in with these nine other pre-sailers and this headliner. So it's it's shotgunning. I'm, I'm just hoping that I make new fans. So when it comes to Southern California, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to do it like we said before. I'm just going to get a spot that fits 100 people and I'm going to have open bar. I'm going to have a bunch of free shit to give away, and I'm just going to have dope DJs. Maybe some dope producers do beat sets, and I'll be the only performer, and everybody there can get fucking shit-faced and have a good time, and I'll be able to walk around the room and talk to everybody. And these are people that support me, so hey, let's party. Yeah. It's, it's an actual album release party, not just you showing up, 10 openers. You know what I mean? Like, fuck all that. We're going to party. No, I'm I'm with you on that. I like that you... Understand your situation. You understand uh, what it is that that that's creating the situation, or what or what it, the situation involves, and that you're applying to. Okay, how do I still make it happen with that still going on? With so many watered down MCs, so many people in here. Now, okay, well then I need to do my own show. Okay, now and these shows are going to be specifically like this. Like there's a there's a thought process behind it. You're giving it some thought to yeah. your placement in hip hop. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to be another name on the flyer. What, what fucking good? There's is illusions of grandeur from a lot of MCs. They're all like, "Oh, I'm gonna go in there, I'm gonna rock the show, and I'm gonna get some fans." And I'm so see, like, bro, it's not gonna work like that. You need to stop thinking so highly about yourself. I've seen it happen hundreds of times. And like, be realistic with yourself, and you'll get better because you're like, okay, I need to apply more pressure here. This is where things are happening. This is where it's not happening. Okay, maybe put more heat there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that's another thing, too, like, you know, not getting too deep into this because we can go on and on. But I mean, the dude that hit me up today is from Minnesota. His boy's from Colorado. Like people that are hitting me up, they're not even from California, you know. So it's just everybody here. There's too much going on. You go 20 minutes this way. You're at the beach. 30 minutes that way. You're in the mountains. Like it's we got too many options. So it's good to buy a house. It's bad to be an MC. Yeah, so many people come to town at like at any given time on a Friday night. There could be Talib doing a show here, Immortal Technique over here, Joey Badass over there, Action Bronson over here, Sounds all like in a one good night. night. Actually, Sounds all, like a really all good night. right, yeah. all in one. And then where the fuck do you go? Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, and how many openers, painful openers, do you got to sit through at each show? You know, who's promoting it? Was it properly promoted? Is the venue dope? Can I get drunk? Can I? have a good time do people break into the fucking you know cars and shit anyways without getting into all of that period point blank if i do any fucking thing in southern california it's going to be on my terms and i'm gonna take care of all my people that come see me dope let's talk about the last track you're gonna show us for pick your Uh, the last song is called uh wish you weren't here wish you weren't here wish you weren't here okay who who do we got on the track what's just me on this one okay so um, it's basically like uh it's kind of a story. The video is pretty funny, too. We shot that in Switzerland. Um, it's just kind of describing those people that you avoid. That's something that we talked about yeah. earlier. So it's that put into a song. And it's not just rappers. It's just the average scavenger motherfucker. It's that. <laughs> you know, it's 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 that. So Dope. I Dope. put that into a record. All right, let's peep it. <laughs> Mr. 
misery loves company. That's why I keep my door locked. Ask where I'm going, I say anywhere that you're not. No hard feelings, but it's hard enough to cope without another broke motherfucker leeching off the smoke. So no seats taken, wake and bake with the music on. Couple dollars left, trying to think of what to use them on. Bills paid, find my way through another month. Feel I deserve this herb, so roll another blunt. Don't let them get you with the drama and the bad vibes. Nine times out of ten, they wish they had lives. Can't imagine what it's like trying to have it nice. Ruining your life with their opinions and bad advice. Sitting traffic and bitch you complain. Say it's ridiculous shit instead of switching the lane. Watch out, black clouds, guess it's true what they say. Soon as these motherfuckers leave, it's a beautiful day. Be so one, these are the people that you keep away too. Who gives a fuck what other people say? Three, don't make a difference to me. I said one, these are the people that you keep away too. Who gives a fuck what other people say? Three. Don't make a difference to me On the count of three We're gonna bump rush the tunnel Some people love drama When they drag you in the mix And the shit you can't fix End up drowning in the quicksand Flap their lips And they say they're doing big shit It's Botox and big tips They don't stop this kid shit Dudes lying Said they buying a bar We're rolling blunts up Drinking getting high in the car mm. Read the sign Cruising memory lane So I don't roll with fake friends And have my energy drained Nah, no more games And it's boring as hell They hear the same old bullshit Stories you tell So how'd it go down Wait up It's sounding suspicious The way you move around town and you're surrounded with bitches But where's the bitches? Huh? Never mind, it's none of my business Dodge those kind of people and I'm keeping my distance Crumbling weed and I'm thinking while I'm packing It's the last thing I need is someone fucking up my happiness So one, these are the people that you keep away too Who gives a fuck what other people say? Three, don't make a difference to me On the count of three I said one, these are the people that you keep away too Who gives a fuck what other people say? Three, don't make a difference to me. On the count of three, we're gonna bum rush the tunnel. That was Wish You Weren't Here, produced by VR, cuts by VR. It's on the album Pick Your Poison, coming out real fucking soon, I hope. Cross my fingers. February, hopefully, we'll get it out. February, yep. And then you got a whole thing planned for it. That's what's up. You got, you got the tour, you got to do a bunch of interviews, you're going to do the whole nine. Yep. Okay. Try to do a... Uh, Try to do a full run and get it to as many people as we can because there's a lot of music that I put out that, you know, I didn't have the budget to put out into the world and get everybody to see. You know what I mean? So there's some stuff that a lot of people missed. But um, with this, we're, we're trying to do a full campaign and get everybody's attention. That's what's up. So um, tell me about. So now it's finished. Right. You're still working on certain things. You're putting the little finishing notes on stuff. Right. There's literally one song that's on the album that needs to be done um and it's just a verse and a hook and then uh there's a bonus track that we're waiting on and that one has talib kwali okay okay so now ref reflect on the album process how was this one compared to me because when ass. you came when you told me you said oh hey uh i'm dropping the album it's called face the facts we got into it a little bit and you're like yo it was a experience was bad i knew it was gonna be tough but this fucking album was like you your experience was i don't know if it wasn't good but it was just like yo this fucking thing was a pain in the ass to get done to create 
was it the same? Did you learn from making the first album to making well, it was the second different. album? It was different because what faced the facts, I sat in the studio with with the producers for for days at a time. Sometimes we just crashed there, so it was it was different. With this one, it was like emails. Email, 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 check your shit. And then the time difference, you know what I mean? I'm up, he's down. And then, you know, yo, did you did you get this file? Oh, no, no, I didn't get that. Can you send it? So it was a lot of that. So I think uh, it was definitely a different process. But, uh, there, I mean, it had its moments where it was real fun. And then it had its moments where it was like, yo, fuck this. I mean, I, I want to say at least once or twice where I was like, you know what? Let's put it out the way it is. And dude was like, nah, nah, we got to finish. Nah, nah. And like, I just wanted to put it out. I wanted some shit to have out. And I thought it was good. But he wanted to add to it. So it took um, it took longer than I expected. But again, you know, that's how shit is. Like, he had some personal shit. So did I, like I said. And those things are inevitable. You can't predict them or anything like that. But I'm just hoping that uh, people enjoy it. You know what I mean? That's To me, that's my biggest concern. Like, the process of making it, that's, that's you know, it could get faster slower funner more difficult but either way in the end i just i want people to wake up in the morning drink their coffee and play that one song like yo this is gonna you know what i mean it's gonna set the vibe for the day it's a beautiful thing yeah for i sure. wish you the best pause i know this album's gonna sure be, you do it's gonna be off sure the hook it's it, well it's a better story if you fail miserably yeah. you know for me as a as a medium i caught him at his downfall but, right at the beginning of the downfall <laughs> but then i'll get blamed like he was on your show and then you fucking just ever since he did that fucking interview man bro, like, i'm telling you cost trash, jinx, yo. <laughs> no i wish you the best i know you're gonna have a lot of success down the line i know this album is gonna be um well well received i can already feel it i can already see the process and everything i can tell you it means a lot to you and that you worked very hard with the end dude the cuts and the production it's all crazy dope so Good i know enough. it's gonna do really well tell me where we can find it when it drops and where we can find all your other shit i think the one. easiest way is just just follow me uh at p-a-w-z in the number one that's instagram twitter facebook i have my website pause one music.com p-a-w-z-o-n-e music.com um, I'll be updating it there. As far as the album, I mean, it's going to be everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, everywhere. So just a matter of time before it comes out. But follow me for all the updates and stuff like that. Videos, shows, merch. Yo, this is Pause One inside the artist studio, the Chop Shop artist studio. Appreciate you guys tuning in. If you made it this far, fuck with you. Now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network.